0: Hello. Welcome to episode 20 of Just Another Football Podcast
1: with me, Danny Miller. And me, Josh Bettley. Is this something we're actually going to like keep doing? What? Are we going to be like old men and we're just going to be like, Hello, welcome to episode 473. Yeah. Except yeah. that's not how you talk. That's, well, that's how I'm going to talk when I'm 70. Well,
0: maybe that you'll host epi- episode 473.
1: Is that because you won't be with us anymore? Well, probably Probably, I'll watch be, too much Newcastle United You'll be presenting Sky Sports by then.
0: No, I'll be dead because I'll, I'll watch Newcastle get relegated into the second tier. You'll be agreeing
1: with that. Liam Rossini about two-footed tackles being legal yeah, or well, something like that. he's an idiot.
0: Josh is quite happy right now because he's got a fizzy drink.
1: But it is Pepsi Max. Yeah. It's the quiv of Coke Zero, isn't it? So Yeah. You're hating. No, 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 yeah. I only drink Coke Zero now. It's a New Year's resolution. Oh, I mean, I've failed the a couple of times. i
0: already fucked from drinking so much coke. I'm not AP. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. He's
1: my inspiration when it comes to inside being fucked.
0: <laughs> well, that's an unfortunate thing to say.
1: Yeah, I've just realised that. Um, Oops. Right, we're going to kick off
0: uh, with West Ham Arsenal. Uh, Declan, Declan Rice uh, became the 10th teenager to score in the Premier League uh, for West Ham. H-
1: can you name any of the other nine? the 10th teenager yeah Owen Michael Owen no. yeah he definitely scored when he was a teenager in the Premier no, League no I'm talking
0: about for West Ham
1: oh for West Ham um, Mark Noble yeah Freddie Sears yeah I um, watched Match of the Day that's why the <laughs> list was on there uh, I'm trying to think of other young players they've had struggling to like pick names out um, they're mainly forwards uh, there's a, uh, one defender. Oh, Frank there. Lampard. Yeah. Joe Cole. Yeah. Michael Carrick. Yeah. Um, a striker. A striker. It was the
0: answer to a question in the quiz last week. Who
1: asked it, you
0: or me? You, you asked it and I got it wrong. I think I said
1: James Milner was the answer. I'm trying to think of a Villa striker, uh, West Ham striker. Any other clues? Uh,
0: He's an England international and he's moved in this transfer window. Defoe. Yeah, Defoe, that's six. Uh, Current Cardiff City winger. Do they have wingers?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm Um, not sure after the other day. I can only think of Junior Hoylet. Oh, no, maybe I'm thinking
0: of the wrong junior, but it's a junior. Stanislas. Stanislas. He plays for Bournemouth, didn't he? Um, And... uh, Centre-back, who's made controversial comments this week. Ferdinand. Yeah, and uh, a player who I have no idea who he is. He's called Danny. Great name. Oh,
1: yeah, 1996. Yeah. See, I can remember numbers, but not names. <coughs> um, your brother texted me after the quiz saying that uh, he'd established that the only thing I was good at is maths.
0: Yes, he said that maths should be your special but subject. I would, I
1: would like to point out to Johnny that i got a D at A. <laughs> I but what they, I got a D at a level What I've well, never told okay. anyone else is that on my sheet of paper it said D not for the grade but for decent attempt. <laughs> for someone who is so inept. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um Declan Rice,
0: okay. Uh he obviously got the goal um on Saturday. He missed a really good header in the first half, but made up for it in the second with a pretty pretty brilliant finish to be honest Um, he's got a pick between England and Ireland I think we've spoken about this before Uh, do you think he's going to go for England is it a player that England uh, would want in their team
1: I think because he's taken so long over it he is going to choose for England if this was me if I played three internationals albeit friendlies for like one team I'd probably stick with them but like I'm quite like if I'd been picked for that team I'd be like right I'm going to play for them but if Rice declares for England, then we need to. We can stop picking Eric Dyer. Yeah. So that's why I'm sort of angling for him to do it because he could fill that role of being a defensive midfielder who could cover centre back yeah, in the squad.
0: I agree. I I really. I think he's had a, a good season and I think that his defensive ineptitude, is that the right word that I'm going to say, uh, last season when he was playing in the back four is sort of covered by the fact that when he's putting centre mid, like defensive midfield, I mean the amount of times he won the ball back on Saturday was was ridiculous and like not, not just like interceptions or whatever, <coughs> he's,
1: he's not scared to like stick a foot in and... He wins a lot of headers as well because yeah. a lot of defensive midfield players aren't that big. Yeah. Whereas like something he has when say from like a goal kick or something it rarely reaches the back four. Uh-huh. So he's in front of the back four so he gets up, he wins that header. Yeah. Then he's not like, he's not as big as a centre half would normally be in terms of like physique, height-wise. Yeah. So pretty shrewd. You see that quite often from like Spanish, is Pellegrini Spanish or is he Italian? Uh, Argentinian. Or Argentinian. Think, yeah. that, that sort of... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? That's those types of managers: Spanish, Italian, Argentinian. I mean, Pep did it with Mascherano, but he did it the other way around. He's yeah, a good yeah. defensive midfield player, made him into a centre half. Because
0: um, he wanted ball players in there. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. say Declan Rice is necessarily a ball playing midfielder,
1: no. but he's uh,
0: he's definitely like he's definitely one to watch out for a potential England cap in the next uh, next six to. 12 months I would say. Mick
1: McCarthy being all like, well if he oh, declares yeah. for Northern he'll Ireland see. he'll be a future captain. Um, Samia Nasri signed on a free transfer for West
0: Ham this month. Mm-hmm. Um, he grew into the game a lot but he needs obviously he needs game time. What what, you, what do you think about that transfer in general and then Samia
1: Nasri? I think it's a brilliant bit of business. I know he's not played much recently but I just thought they did a whole like little section on him on Match of the Day. Big up Match of the Day. Um, there are other highlight programs available. Are they? Uh, well, not any good ones. Um, he just sort of adds a little bit of calm quality to their play. Yeah. It was just he always seemed to have so much time on the ball. It was his assist for the goal. Mm-hmm. Like he's in a crowded penalty box, but he's got like a little yard of space. He attracts players to him. It's just a really calm pass inside. Rice got time to just pick his spot and smash it in Yeah,
0: I think with Yarmolenko uh, being injured it's uh, it's a good time for Nazri to go to West Ham because I think he's going to get game time I was a bit sceptical I felt like he was a bit of a like uh, like when you when you're on footy manager right and you're like you take a team into the Premier League and you've got like no players because everyone's you've loaned everyone when you're in the Championship and you need like free signings because you don't have enough money I feel like Sammy Najri is like the player that you would sign on a free transfer. Yeah. He's like 33. And like his wages aren't going to be like, I mean, his wages are going to be quite high, but they're not going to be like a hundred, hundred K a week. They're going to be probably not had like, to pay a
1: transfer fee. So. Yeah.
0: And they don't have to pay. So probably he's, like, he's probably on like 50 K a week. I, I, I would see him as one of those sign ins And I don't necessarily think that he was as good as everyone was saying on Saturday personally. Um, I thought he was, he was, decent but I think he will grow into this West Ham side because he mm-hmm. is a good player and that's um, probably
1: what they were lacking a number like sort of number 10-y yeah. type player um, and he's probably not fit enough to play every game between now and the end of the season but yeah. he just gives them another option
0: definitely definitely Um Arnatovic looked not really at the races for me um this weekend Um Will he go? That's the first question I want to ask you. But also, if he doesn't, does he have the mentality to sort of just stop playing?
1: Um, I think he will go. But something I don't like is his agent is his brother. Yeah. And I think it was Garth Crooks and his team of the week was chatting about it. Or it might have been Phil McNulty on one of his articles. Like... Is his agent really acting in the best interests of Marco Arnautovic? No, he's
0: acting in the best interests of, I would say, the, the Arnautovic family in terms of like, I mean, they were talking about him being, he's going to be on 600 grand a week, uh, sorry, 300 grand a week and not be taxed. Yeah. Whereas he's on, I think he's on 150 at West Ham, so if you take the tax off that, he's on like 75k a week.
1: I mean, you don't, you don't know what their personal circumstances are. Marko Honatovic might be the sole provider for, like, 15 people yeah. back in a really deprived place. And then, ultimately, he has to be a little bit selfish about it. But it's just a little bit greedy. Like, yeah. if you're in your prime and he's 29, he's in his prime, playing in the Chinese Super League. Like, no offence to the Chinese Super League. Like, the standard football is shit. Yeah, it's,
0: well, it's not, it's not the Premier League, It's not is the it? Premier League. It's, it's like, not a European...
1: Go, but, like, if it was, I don't know, like, Valencia bidding for him or, like, a Borussia Dortmund bidding for him or a... Uh, you know Napoli bidding for him. Then you know, fair enough. But like, go to China in like three or four years where you can walk around the pitch. Yeah, I, I just, I just agree. think it doesn't show any any ambition. He's just like he's got dollar signs spinning in his eyes. Yeah, I agree. I also don't think that like siblings should be your agent no. because is his brother really a football agent or has he learnt on the job? Just because who's getting the agent fee? Well, the Arnautovic that's it, family. It. That's it, isn't it?
0: Uh, on to Arsenal. Um, defensively again showed were were terrible i mean the goal i i spotted declan rice being stood by himself for a good 10 15 seconds before the ball came to him like who is marking him uh it's it's for me it's like a ma- it's becoming a massive issue for arsenal because that today's the first game uh, sorry saturday was the first game where um it's cost them like real points where mm-hmm. they should have taken well they're six something. points behind
1: Chelsea now, they're on the same points as United. Yeah. Like that's a bit scary. Like they're they're eight points ahead of them five games ago or something. Yeah. Which I is
0: think Emery needs to do something in this window.
1: But I thought he was a little bit naive, like, who's the one midfielder that Arsenal have that you would play in a game against West Ham away? Torreira. And he put uh-huh. him on the bench like And the other thing is that Meza Urzel didn't even make the eighteen this week right if we were it's picking
0: is his career Arsenal over
1: if I was picking a team of players who didn't like putting any effort in for their yeah, laptop, my laptop uh, making noises um, if you were picking a starting 11 of players that don't really want to put that much effort in for maximum return then you've got Ozil and Morata in the same team
0: yeah well the story on Morata that we'll get to later that's literally come to my attention in the last two minutes um
1: However, for, for me, he likes it when it's when the going's easy. When the going's easy, he'll be yeah. the best player in the world. When but he's got when,
0: time on the ball, that's that's when he he is one of the best players in the
1: league. But they're not playing a system that benefits him because he's trying to fit Aubameyang and Lacazette into the same team. It's very difficult to get Özil in as well. Yeah, definitely. Um it's weird, It's a weird one
0: because like for me it's it's funny because uh, Mesut Urzel's just signed for Leicester on my football manager career um, but for me like he, he is he can be one of the best players in the world at times and that's what's f- the most frustrating thing is that he uh, he has the ability to just absolutely tank anyone but sometimes it just looks like he can't be arsed he just turns up and it's like he just turns up Gets his money and goes goes home. He doesn't like create anything. He just gets on the pitch and doesn't look asked. You can and it's imagine really him frustrating. I bet as an Arsenal fan that is like ridiculously frustrating.
1: You can imagine that he's like, you know, training starts at ten and he's there at ten. Yeah. And Rather, he's like, he's yeah. still putting his boots on at ten, and you know, training's finished and he just goes home. Where the fuck's Mezzo gone? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I totally get that. He's not like gonna. Come in before training, practice like free kicks, and
1: then come in after training and practice penalties. Is he? Well, he uh, got to be on the pitch to take those, and he's been uh, neither. So
0: yeah, well, yeah, you get my point. Sixth <laughs> win in
1: nine games for the Hammers, though. Yeah, really, really good form.
0: Yeah, they're they're uh, in a bit of a purple patch, I would say. But again, they've got the ability to, which uh, is like not win for just, like five yeah, games. Yeah, exactly, like they did at the start of the season. Um, all right then. Anything else on that game?
1: Uh, no. I just yeah, think yeah. Arsenal needs to turn it around a little bit. That was the 50th yeah. Premier League game at the London Stadium.
0: Was it? Wow. I uh, saw. So I heard a West Ham fan saying that they finally feel like it's their ground, but I don't know if that's just because they've won a couple of games and like if they lose a couple of games, if they're going to start kicking off again like they did last season. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's changed since last season and this season? Uh, they're winning games. Yeah, which is... Classic London fan. Yes. Um All right, we're going to start... Uh, the three o'clock kickoffs with possibly one of the worst games that we've ever seen uh, in the Premier League and that is Huddersfield versus Cardiff. It was nil-nil but probably in hindsight it's become one of the more interesting stories of the week. Uh, We're going to go through chronologically in terms of uh, what's happened this week with these two teams. Uh, We're going to start with the game itself. Uh, Huddersfield have failed to score it in a higher proportion of Premier League games than any other team in the competition's history which is 52%. So they haven't scored in 31 of their 60 Premier League games, mm-hmm. which is mad. Um the game was shit. Mm-hmm. But it's one big talking point. Um should the first one uh, two big talking points. The first one was sh- should Cardiff have had a penalty uh I on Hoylet? Uh
1: See, I've not really they've not really given me enough camera angles to say decisively either way. But no one appealed for it and I don't think, like there wasn't, from the angles I've seen, there wasn't really an appeal from the player. Yeah. And I think, like, you can't, it's difficult. If no one appeals for something and the ref gives a decision, everyone will be like, Yeah, what? Because I know, like, in cricket you have to appeal for it to be given. Oh, really? Yeah, but I, don't, I mean, I don't know what the rule is in football, but like, for me, he has not got the ball.
0: I, on first view, and I didn't think he had. Um, like, when when I watched it full speed, I thought that, like... Uh, I've only seen
1: a, full speed from two angles, so if I'm wrong. That's
0: well, there was an angle from behind that was slowed down, and it kind of looks like uh, Hedizhna gets the ball. But for me, it's like, it, 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 it's a 50-50, like... Mm-hmm. It, if it was given, you wouldn't complain, because he's gone through the back yeah. of him, but it hasn't been given, and, like... I think I think he got the ball, possibly he got the ball hmm so it's like it's one of them. Um, the other big talking point was uh, the referee gave a penalty um, and then went over to his assistant and reversed the decision.
1: uh Was it a penalty for me, it should have been a free kick outside the box.
0: yes definitely on, a foul. on first Ooh. view, and I thought it was a penalty.
1: yeah, uh, again, another 50 50 for me but it's just what's the full back doing like <sighs> yeah he's like the the headed back pass is well short but like there's there's another player between that player and the goal like the ball bouncing from like quite high up so it's not like he's just going to walk it into the goal yeah it was just a bit of mindlessness and like Bennett had played really well up to that point as well yeah um so for me VAR clears that up but it should have been a free kick outside the box so um that's my view on it. because yes. That's where the most of the contact and where the contact was initiated happened. It was that like he fell over in the box.
0: Yeah. Again, another 50, another 50 Um for me like you can he could if he'd given the penalty and it had stood, I, I don't think many people would have complained about it. Mhm. But you're right, the contact did start out of the box so surely the it's a free kick, not VAR. Yeah,
1: VAR again. Alright, um... Huddersfield are the fourth club to have 10 points or less after 21 games, and the other three oh, really? have all come bottom. Oh, wow. Wow.
0: The next thing I want to talk about is the... Uh, is Neil Wardock. Okay. Uh, Just so before no, you do that, do you think p-
1: Jason Punchin's a good signing for Huddersfield? Uh,
0: we were talking about this uh, as I was watching matches the day. I watched it last night, and, um... Jason Punchin, I think, is a really good signing, okay... But if you're Jason Punchin and we're gonna get on to um Wagner leaving if you're Jason Punchin and you sign, you play one game and then the manager leaves, would you be a bit like Well you were the one who convinced me to come here, like Yeah. What what are you doing? Like I would I would feel like well sad.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think um certainly if they go down he's a player they should look to keep hold of because yeah, he, he's got a little bit of quality I mean he's not played for ages but no like, but he's
0: proved at Palace like, he, he's he got Palace out of uh, out of tight spots in the past
1: yeah yeah he's got, definitely. A, got Premier League pedigree where was he before Palace or Was he just been at Palace forever it was uh, Southampton uh, Southampton yeah, yeah he was decent at he, Southampton he, he went off
0: God. for a shit didn't he do you remember that he, uh, he left the game that's like, so something you South, would do yeah Southampton went down to 10 men for like a few minutes as he went for a shit do you reckon
1: he had curry the previous day? Probs, yeah. Bit of ring sting Classic. on the south coast. Yeah. Specifically, ring sting on the south coast. Yeah. Um,
0: right, I want to get onto Neil, uh, Neil Warnock's comments. Oh, uh, Neil Warnock's comments about Brexit this week. I don't know if you've seen this. Yes. In, have you seen the interview? Uh, just for just for people who haven't seen it, uh, Warnock said after the game, "I don't know why politicians don't do what the country wanted." If I'm honest. They had a referendum, and now we see different politicians and everyone else trying to put their foot in it. Why did we have a referendum in the first place? He actually says "referendum," which is referendum, like fucking retard. Um, I can't wait to get out of it. If I'm honest, I think we'll be far, be far better out of the bloody thing in every aspect, football-wise as well. Absolutely. To hell with the rest of the world. As he sits in front of a "Visit Malaysia" sign uh, with. Uh, with uh, 11 different co- uh, countries represented in his playing and staff and his owner is Malaysian as well. Uh, He's To hell a- with the rest of the world, though. He's Neil. just
1: an old man, isn't he? he isn't? Is.
0: If there's one, If you need one reason why we shouldn't leave the EU... And one reason why people shouldn't have voted for Brexit, it's that Neil Warnock supports it.
1: Tune in tomorrow for our politics yeah, special.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we've never had to talk about Brexit on this podcast before. Thank Warnock for that. Neil just a fucking,
1: uh, he's just an idiot. Um, he, he does bring a certain amount of amusement to my life. Though. Oh, he
0: does, yes. He, he, does. Needs,
1: he needs some eyebrow makeup.
0: But, oh, I realised the other day where his eyebrows gone wear of his eyebrows he goes. looks like a Thunderbirds puppet he, he actually does he's like um, yeah he uh, looks a bit
1: like Parker
0: they, yes sure we had the uh, I had a match of the day on last night Naomi goes oh it's the goblin man I was like it is it's the goblin man I love it um, but Neil Warnock right he said this he complained about Klein last weekend do you think he's deflecting from the fact that uh, Cardiff have had a few poor results um, and they got knocked out of the FA Cup, and then he's yeah, I, I wouldn't argue the
1: that them getting knocked out of the FA Cup is necessarily a bad thing.
0: But to, uh, it was Gillingham, wasn't it? Yeah, but you you know, I, in my
1: opinion, yeah, yeah, you
0: play a second. If you're your Premier League team, your second team should be beating. Okay, yeah, it's team a bad Brett result, but it's not
1: a bad thing that they're not still in the FA yes, Cup that's what
0: well. Yeah, I'll say. yeah. So the big story of the week is uh, Wagner leaving by mutual consent mm-hmm. um, Johnny said something really interesting this week about uh, it smacks of it smacks of him being pulled into the boardroom and being told "Or oh, we're going to sack you um, or you can leave uh, and it'll be fine uh, like you can leave with some credibility um, what do you think like in terms of Wagner do you think that uh, he is like why do you think he's left at this point I know they're bottom of the league but
1: Um, so I've just pulled up the BBC article here Uh, says this the chairman he's as I've said previously I had no intention of sacking David this season subsequently David being the great man he is came to us and made it clear that he needs a break from the rigours of football management we discussed making that change immediately but he also made it clear that he would give his all for the rest of the season before departing in the summer if we preferred we all mm-hmm. felt, felt that David staying at the club until the end of the season was best, but we've kept discussions open and we all now feel that the time is right to part ways. I know the term mutual consent is often a byword for the manager being sacked in professional football, but this is a truly joint decision.
0: It's, for me, uh, I think it's a weird decision. I, you look at the managers that are available that can come in, um, I know people have talked about the Norwich manager, but why would you go from a, a club that's going that was, is in a really good position to get promoted to a sinking ship? He's going to be managing in the in the uh, Championship next season. I mean, for me, Huddersfield are doomed regardless of who they get in. I don't see mm-hmm. what the point in a manager change is. Like, and also, Wagner has done unbelievably well. He's got a a poor Huddersfield uh, Huddersfield side into the Premier League he's kept them up the second season's always the hardest Uh, but like where do you go from here you know what I mean like where does first question I want to ask before we move on to Huddersfield is like where is Wagner what is Wagner's reasoning behind this like where's he going to go
1: um well, if this article's true, he need he feels he needs a bit of a break. How he's been managing them for over three years, which yeah. is a lot that's a lot higher than the average time that a manager spends at a club these yeah. days. You know, it's tiring as well. It's probably like quite a small football club in terms of staff they have. So he, so he probably has like quite a lot to do with like not the day to day running of the club, but there's probably it's probably a bit more hands on than say if you're a manager at one of the big clubs who've got like a billion and one staff to like wipe your ass for you. Mm-hmm. Um, don't quote me on that I'm sure (laughs) uh, Maurizio Pochettino can clean up after himself Um, (laughs) for me he'll definitely get a better job because the style of football he plays it's very like continental isn't it he's like Klopp I mean he was compared to Klopp when he came over and like what he's done well he was
0: Klopp's assistant at at Borussia Dortmund
1: Huddersfield are not a Premier League team in terms of like infrastructure quality of players um and what he's done is incredible and I think um, you know would you have him at Newcastle if Rafa went
0: yes probably yeah yeah. I don't think I think there's a club between Huddersfield and Newcastle though Mm. personally Um, the odds on the next manager uh, Sam Aldice is favourite but this morning I think has ruled himself out Um, Mark Hudson who's the under 23 boss for Huddersfield uh, his second favourite uh Slavica, Jukanovic former Fulham boss. Mm-hmm. Uh Carlos Carvalhal, David Moyes, Alan Pargie 12 1. Moyes ten to one. Carvajal eight to one. Jukanovic uh six to one.
1: I um, quite like Carvajal Other people on
0: the list. Um Gary Rowett who's just moved basically. I I saw Karanka, uh Chris Coleman. Uh. <laughs> um Gary Monk Mark Hughes, Chris Wilder. Uh, M- Michael Carrick's 25 to 1. Nah, he's on to a good thing at the moment. Yeah. Um so the question I want to ask is who
1: is mad enough to take that job? Um no idea. It'll be one of those where you go hmm. Yeah. He's thinking about his back pocket. Paji. Oh for God's sake. I, th- I
0: think it'll be Paji. I really do. I really do think it'll be Paji. Um the reason being that where, who in their right mind is going to give Alan Pardew a job? He's got no championship experience of like getting a team out of the championship first time. He's got no like, um, he's f- fucking shit. He's had one good season in the Premier League. Um Would you like, as, if I'm Pardew and somebody comes to me with that job and managing in the Premier League for six months, being like oh we're gonna we want you to come and try and save Huddersfield like it's a win-win situation for him really because it looks like they well they're gonna go down it looks like they're gonna go down if he saves them he becomes a legend if he doesn't then they were going down anyway oh have you got friends again
1: yeah. yeah someone's ringing
0: me um so that that for me is like the perfect job for for someone like Pardew to go into because he's lost all credibility to yeah be honest. um one last thing on Cardiff, um, uh, em- Emiliano Salah um, is in talks, uh, he plays for Nantes, he's in talks, he's a striker, £18 million, he's going to cost Cardiff, he's going to be a record signing. Uh, I don't know much about him at all. Top scorer in the um, French
1: League, isn't he? Yeah. But he's got no Premier League experience.
0: Yeah, and they need him to come in and hit the ground running. £18 million is a lot if they get relegated. Yeah, um, and he'll have a big fucking relegation clause
1: in his contract as well. Yes.
0: All right, next game. Uh, Burnley We've versus never Fulham. spent
1: so long on a 0-0.
0: No, I know. Burnley versus Fulham. It finished 2-1 to Burnley. Uh, Burnley are unbeaten in their last 29 home games against uh, Fulham in all competitions, twenty-four drawn 5, since a 2-0 defeat in the top flight in April 1951. Um, another stat for you. Burnley had zero shots on target in this
1: game. But 1-2-1. One, it's the first
0: game where a winning team have won by two goals
1: well they didn't win by two goals well with with two goals sorry with Um, two goals but the first shot was on target they yeah they they proved it proved it Hendricks yeah Yeah. Uh, Mitrovic
0: has been involved in 40% of Fulham's goals this season to me it says everything because he if he doesn't score or assist
1: like he doesn't do anything. Did he assist Churler's goal? No, don't think so. No. I don't th- th- absolutely banging finish. Oh great finish. He scored great in finish. all three Premier League games he's played against Burnley.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's the top away scorer for Fulham this season. Three goals. Um I just don't for me, like Mitrovic is a bit is detrimental to Fulham at the moment. They need like another they need someone else to come in and play instead of him that is going to actually play football with the rest of the team like that what i watched the other day was uh, a team playing s- slow football they, which they can get away with in the championship but you can't get away with it in the premier league fulham were like they were slow on the counter they were slow in possession when mitrovic got the ball like he either lost it or he passed it to an opposition player and then just threw his arms down and was, like, frustrated. And, like, his body language is just, like, super f- frustrated in general, mm-hmm. I think. but Because he, he, he can't link up the play. He's not very good with his back to goal. He's a great finisher, don't get me wrong. He's a great finisher most of the time. But as a link-up player, and that's what Fulham need at the moment, because they're, they're not playing necessarily too well. Players like Schurler and Sessignon, they need a... a Someone to link up the play up front, and at the moment he's just not doing that um and it's not easy to find a striker that can do that really really well um but for me like it's he is detrimental to Fulham at the mm-hmm. moment, and they need somebody else to come in I'm not saying Kamara is the answer because he shits because he's not um but they need somebody to to help them because at the moment they're they're falling down the league well they're just. They're just struggling in every aspect. I would say, mm-hmm. like especially at the back defensively, they've been woeful. That's the one thing I thought Ranieri would uh, would help with. Also, I found out this week that Robert Huth uh, has retired, Tight. and he just didn't tell anyone.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, they just—I thought he'd tighten them up defensively, but like there was no pressure on the ball. No, no, no. pressure on the ball. Like, and the space between midfield and defence.
0: Yeah, massive. Well, I think what they've done is, what they did was in the summer, they, they paid so much money for attacking players because they didn't think they were going to score enough. And they brought in Alfie Mawson, who just got relegated. Callum Chambers, who... She's never really done never it. Never really done it in the Premier League. Um, and they, uh, Ryan Fredericks, who's never played in the Premier League, on a free transfer as well. as a reason Derby got rid. Um, and like they had um, Tim Ream, who's filled with Bolton. Um, and, and and so it's like all Fail these players, to like, polite like, word. I, again, like there are players available that will, will go in and do a job, like, I mean, Newcastle have, have brought in players in the past on, on she-string budgets that have done a job at the back, to be honest, like, defensively, they've been sound, and also the chopping and changing doesn't help at the back, um, which is a real problem for Fulham, and I think Saturday just summed up what Fulham have been like this season, Shirley scores a wonder goal and then they concede two own goals. hmm. Um and I think it just sums up what they've been like this season. Yeah. Uh both quite lucky un goals, to be honest, but on the balance of player, Burnley probably deserve to win, would you say? Yeah. Um should um Fulham have had a penalty, I don't know if you saw the he slid in, I think he well, in my I, I thought he got the ball. I can't remember who it was. Slid in. I was at top uh, analysis here by us. Have you seen it? No. Was it on match of the day? Yeah, I think so,
1: yeah. Oh. 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 No. Um, Clearly, I didn't think it was a penalty well, obviously, if I've not written, yeah, down, it, was written it down. written obviously not yeah.
0: that much of a, of a, of a thing. By um, the way,
1: have you noticed how biased like the BBC articles are about I don't stuff? Read they like, never mention. Unless they're like, unless they've been like brought to people's attention, they never mention the contentious decisions.
0: Uh huh. Well, yeah. Um. Obviously, in the Man United game, uh, Shelby went down the back of Pogba, which was a red card mm-hmm. for me. But then Pogba went didn't went and did the same challenge against Shelby in the same game, and it wasn't on any highlight reel. Or oh, anything. was
1: it the slide tackle on Tarkovsky? Yes. Just, yeah, but yeah, didn't they so. they scored just after it? So.
0: No, maybe it wasn't that then. Maybe it wasn't that. Yeah, um, maybe not. But yes, top analysis from us there. Um anything else to say on this game? It was fairly routine bottom of the table nah. win for Burnley on it. Um all right, next up, uh, Brighton versus Liverpool, finished 1-0 to uh to Liverpool, fourth penalty since Christmas. Uh, but a really this one actually was a penalty. And yeah, it was so it's so stupid by bit Gross. of a
1: theatrical way threw himself to the floor. Oh though. well, Salah in it. Um, but Liverpool
0: are doing what title winners need to do, and they're not playing yeah. very well, but they're winning games still.
1: Rugged, rugged win with a dogged performance. Yeah, um, yeah. If you're Pascal Gross's teammates, i would be fuming because they played Brighton played really well. They deserve <coughs> at least a point out of that game. Um, I just feel they should be showing a bit more at home like they weren't putting any pressure on the ball until it entered sort of not even their half like even further than that and they've got players is to Is Glen Murray people. a player that's
0: going to go and press from the front
1: though? No so and man. he's not really featured in games against the bigger teams yeah. either I was
0: surprised he started on Saturday to be honest
1: well I think because maybe Fabinho is at centre back but then they didn't really put enough pressure on him yeah. so um, is the title's Liverpool's to lose now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would uh I would say that there's too many games
1: left to Yeah, say. I I'd agree with that as well, but I think if you look at the run-ins of the two sides. Uh-huh.
0: If Liverpool get to, if if we get to 10 games left, I mean, how how long is that? Not long. Uh like five if we get to like five games, five six games time, okay, and Liverpool are still top. Mhm. I think then we've got to say okay, by four points, which they are at the moment.
1: But everybody's going to say they're going to slip up way at some point.
0: Yeah, and I, hopefully, hopefully they won't for for their sake. Like they haven't won a uh, a title in like they've like never won the years. prem Yeah, they've never won, they've the won, Premier, won the Premier League. League. Um, this current squad they've played unbelievably well for a lot of the season they've had some shit games as well though mm-hmm. um, where they've still won and I think that's what I think what was the stat you said to me before?
1: Uh, against teams outside the top 5 it's played 16 16
0: that's pretty impressive to be honest it's pretty impressive um, I'm just trying to find out who they play uh, they play Crystal Palace on Saturday they are um, going to win <clears throat> they're going to win Uh that's a potential p- banana skin for me.
1: Yeah, I know it's Palace at home, but pa- Palace are better away than at home. Yeah, definitely,
0: definitely. Um, on uh, on Brighton, they looked pretty good for the majority of the game. I thought it was just without, being in,
1: without being without being, but sp- they they set up to get a point, didn't yeah, they? Definitely, definitely.
0: Um, they play Manchester United on uh, Saturday at three o'clock.
1: I just think United have got too much. Yeah,
0: I think. Ugh, yeah, I think ugh, I can see a nil 0 draw as well. I think what
1: United have over Liverpool, they've got more dynamic players in the midfield area. Yeah, which is which is why Liverpool can sometimes struggle to unlock teams that set up to defend against them because they tend to play with three very workman-like midfield players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're missing Oxlade-Chamberlain who gives them that sort of thrust in the middle Yeah,
0: I, when he's back I think it, I think Klopp will change the way that Liverpool play Yeah um, Liverpool, uh, just a, a transfer story Liverpool have dropped their Fakir interest because uh, Shikiris had such an impact Do you think that's a good idea or do you think they should still be going for a Apparently like they're idea? in for
1: James Forrest as well from Celtic Really? But no idea why. To come and <laughs> sit on the bench. Probably. Um, I just think they've got enough options up top at the moment. I and they'd have to pay more than he's worth at this time of the season as well. I think to get
0: a squad like that's going to challenge on all fronts like City have and done you need to have multiple players mm-hmm. like Fakir Shakiri, all of those guys because <coughs> otherwise you can't compete yeah um, like in every competition they're in four competitions well they were at the start of the season and there's a reason they've gone out um, I don't get this whole like oh Liverpool played a weakened team against Wolves and that's why they didn't win in the FA Cup for me like the players that they had on the pitch should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Wolves played a semi-weekend team as well. They did. So Liverpool had enough on the pitch to win that game, and I would think I would be disappointed if I was Klopp at that. Um, but I think they should still be in for Fakir personally, yeah. even if it's going to cost them twenty twenty-five million in January. It's, it, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a drop in the ocean really when you consider they got Shaqiri for peanuts as well, like twelve million I think Shaqiri was if you're going to pay like even up to 40 million for Fakir for, for I, I still think he's a player that he should bring in It gives them another option uh, like F- Firmino hasn't been playing too well Fakir can play that role I would say he's like a good player to, to come in and play that role instead of uh, Firmino and uh, yeah I just think that they're, they're missing a the trick by not going for him because he'll go to
1: somewhere else and yeah um, I think it was odd that they had Matip on the bench but still played for Fabinho at centre half. Did that
0: Fabinho is... play right back for Monaco?
1: Yeah, uh yeah, he can play full back I think.
0: Yeah. Well they could have dropped they've played Trent in centre back, haven't they, in the past?
1: No, he's played centre mid. Has he played centre mid? Yeah.
0: Um yeah it's, I think maybe he just doesn't trust. Mateep. Yeah. I think they they need a centre back, Liverpool. In yeah. the summer, not not now necessarily, but in the summer, to play with Van Dyke, I know they've got Gomez coming in, but again, it's, like, it's having those options, isn't it? Oh,
1: You're tired? Pardon me, just yawning. No, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they should look at getting De Litt from yeah, from I because then they they'd have um, the Dutch centre half pairing elect.
0: Yeah. He is good about to be the one of the best players in the world. What about
1: Nathan Aki to like one the top six sides, or do you not think he's good enough?
0: And he's got mistaken him. Yeah, he's got a mistake in him. There's a reason Chelsea let him go, and he, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's like he, he's a perfect player for for Bournemouth. I'd have him at Newcastle, but I think it's a big step up to play for those top six. Mm-hmm. Would he? He just warm the bench for me. Um,
1: anything else on that game? No. Uh, all right, Crystal well, Palace. Although is up to fourteen Premier League goals, yeah, he's
0: uh, he's having a, another blinder, isn't he? Um, Crystal Palace versus Watford <coughs> it finished two-one to Watford. Um, they've already won more away points this season than they did in the whole of last season, and it's their best ever
1: away tally
0: in the Premier. Are they League.
1: going to get relegated? Yes. No. Um, <laughs> Are you happy to eat humble pie on that? I front? am,
0: and I, I normally do get uh, at least one thing wrong a season do you think they'll get into Europe though
1: no because it's technically only the fifth place team that gets in the Europa League unless the winners of the two tournaments are in the top five already
0: the winner of the Carabao Cup is going to be a top five team so that frees up one more space and then we'll have to see FA Cup's uh so they'd have out, to they'd
1: it? have to come sixth, but I don't see them coming sixth. I no. think if they come seventh that is a brilliant achievement. Yeah, a great season for if them. If they yeah. come seventh, they might be able to hold on to Pereira. But then he's oh, sort I of gone know. then he's sort of gone missing a little bit.
0: Yeah, he, he hit the post on Saturday. Yeah. Um But Craig, it started off they they went 1-0 down. Zero to hero for Cathcart. Yeah, he scored the own goal. What were Watford's defense doing? Absolutely no idea.
1: Well, you say he scored the own goal. His teammate kicked it into yeah, him, and yeah. it went in. You're just there. You'd be literally like,
0: Although the the defending fuck. in general in that game was terrible. Um, ben Foster made his thousandth save in the Premier League during Watford's two-one victory at Crystal Palace this weekend. He should
1: have got an honourable mention to my team of the season, but he's yeah. not a he's not a sweeper keeper, is he? No, he's like an old fashioned goalie.
0: Since uh, since Ben Foster's debut in the competition, only
1: one goalkeeper has saved more shots. Do you know who it is? Um. Oh, that's a good question. Someone who's been it is it De Gea? No. No. Hmm. Are they still playing? Oh, Czech.
0: Yeah, Petr check with one thousand and six. So, uh, Ben Foster's made one thousand one, and check's made one thousand six. Um, but Zaha should have put the two up. Yeah. Goals drying up for him. Is that a problem for Palace? Do you reckon? Yeah, I
1: think it is. Well, what have I written here? Palace couldn't pull in a brothel, let alone score. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's a um, pun of mine that you laughed at.
0: Milivojevic deserves a shout as well because his shot was. Oh, also,
1: incredible. yeah, yeah, that's the save I'm on about. What a save! What a save! What a save! So good. Also, he. Um, in that World Cup match that he played for England, that nil-nil draw, dour nil-nil draw against Costa Rica in uh-huh. 2014 World Cup, Ben Foster made a similar save, tipped it onto the bar from like I think it was Brian Ruiz hit it from like 40 yards. He's a he's a keeper of international pedigree that like international football just sort of passed him by a little bit. Yeah, which is a shame. He's probably a bit old. He was now.
0: cursed by uh, the the England mistake group. I think he had one there was him Ben
1: Foster and there was Rob him Green. Ben Foster do you mean Ben Foster him, sorry
0: <laughs> him Scott Carson
1: yeah and he just never really Rob got Green. he's got like seven England caps or yeah. something I remember a friendly against France where both goals he should have saved really
0: yeah the, the, he was like he was in that cursed England goalkeeper group at a time where the England goalkeepers were
1: cursed Um. It just brilliant. took it. just took us a bit longer to realise that Joe Hart was cursed.
0: Yeah, yeah, like ten years. Um, brilliant header by um, by Cuthcart to level, and a great ball in as mm-hmm. well. Um, but just after that, um, there was a couple of uh, couple of incidents for Palace where they should have probably sh- either should have or could have gone two one up. Uh, should they've had a penalty? Um, I think there was a shot from. Zaha maybe and Mariapa leans down and his hand is blocks the ball Should it, is that a penalty? Is it
1: into his body? But is It's he like,
0: like just it's about I would say a few inches from his has body he moved, If
1: he's moved his hand he's towards moved the, his ball, hand toward the ball then yeah it should be a penalty Yeah
0: penalty for me as well um, How did MacArthur not score?
1: I think that's where I wrote that pulling a brothel line Yeah he's just
0: I can't believe he hasn't scored that
1: He's he's celebrating in his head, isn't he? He's yeah. going, oh fuck! I've missed yeah. the ball.
0: Um, but a worthy goal to win the game, Tom Cleverley. More awful defending by Palace, but a well, if Tom Cleverley's finish.
1: scoring, then it must be awful defending. Fantastic finish.
0: I thought Watford were were good value for the win, uh, but again, could have could have easily lost it through yeah. terrible defending. Um, I don't personally think that Watford are going to get into Europe no they there's a i think there are i think they will fall away a bit get relegated no i'm joking um but i think that they um they have a good setup at the moment but is he going to go is the manager going to get sacked at the end of the season
1: he shouldn't do cause he's well, done an incredible their job
0: their model is like new manager every season
1: if it's just for me, it just beggars belief. Like he's done such a good job. Yeah, I know.
0: I I couldn't like if he goes, it's gonna be. I think it'd be harsh.
1: Yeah. I think it'd be harsh. But do you think in his? Do they only get one year deals?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But the last like, there, I think they came out like a couple of seasons ago and said like, our model is like changing the manager every season I mean you, I, I, I can't keep up with how many managers they've had Marco Silva Walter Mazzari uh, Gracia now up. Um, Pazzo-
1: piz-
0: yeah exactly
1: piz- piz- piz-
0: piz- and like that's just in the space of like the last three years
1: so I mean I mean it's worked but like if it ain't broke don't fix it well the model isn't broke but also this season the
0: Manager isn't broke. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. He definitely isn't broke. No, no.
1: Laughing all we'll the way to the bank.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, the last three o'clock kickoff um, before we move on to the late one uh, was Leicester versus Southampton. It finished two one to Southampton. It's the first time <coughs> Southampton have won after going down to ten men in the Premier League since nineteen
1: ninety seven. Oh, Latissier would have been playing in that game. Yeah.
0: Uh, Southampton look like a different side don't they yes um, I was
1: saying statistically the, under Hassan Hütel the improvements are ridiculous yeah yeah like, well, they're just, they just running more, more dedicated yeah I think well I think it's the difference between a manager actually knowing what he's doing yeah and Mark Hughes and Mark Hughes yeah I don't think Mark Hughes is a bad guy but like he's that classic sort of English manager that like oh I used to play professional football to a high standard so I can manage whereas yeah. like someone like Hassan Hütel wasn't that successful as a player? Look uh-huh. at Klopp. Wasn't that successful as a player? But like they know their shit.
0: Guardiola successful. Guardiola. Funny story about Guardiola. As I mentioned his name, uh, when Bobby Robson went to Newcastle, he called Bobby Robson asking and asking to be signed for Newcastle. Ah, uh, but I bet you only bid four million for him. We probably didn't bid anything for him. Um, was it a penalty on uh, Shane Long? Uh, Yes. Yes, 100%. But what's he doing? Oh, it's no so soft. so stupid. Engage and for the brain. Goal as well, Mendy's just had an absolute nightmare. Engage
1: brain. But also, right, no one bought their fucking brain cells to this game because what is Valerie doing? Oh,
0: yeah. Well, the first one is the Valerie challenge on Chillwell. Okay. Is that a red card for you? Mm. He goes in high, he yeah. goes in hard. For me, it's a hundred yeah. percent.
1: Yeah, it's a leg-breaking challenge. Because I think I watched it too. Much. I like what I like. Kept replaying it, and I was a bit like, I can't make my mind up. And then because right. I was like, I can't make my mind up. Like, is that maybe not? But like, he's a clown.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I'm glad he got sent off for the second. I think second what, yellow, But what, I think the second yellow was harsh.
1: I he pulled him back. I think a pullback's a yellow. I think it's. Just I thought like I a think blanket. he was
0: going down before he actually grabbed his belly.
1: Yeah, maybe. I think what I decided with his first challenge was challenge plus reaction was enough yeah, for a red. Yeah. What's he doing? Oh, he was out for a fucking fight. No, he left that's his...
0: so stupid. He left his boot in on him, and that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, but, hell has frozen over. Shane Long has scored.
1: Um, first goal in nine months and 32 appearances, and his last four goals have come under four different managers. It
0: looked like it was going wide to me. Yes. And so, is that not a Shemichael Long goal?
1: Maybe, but it hadn't. It, it did have a curved trajectory on it, but it hadn't okay. started to bend. So I'm going to go for inside of the post and in. All right, um, Jamie Vardy. That dive was fucking shocking. I'm saying the f word a lot, but there's a yeah. lot about this. No one's bought their brain cells to this game. <laughs> Should have got a yellow for it. Yeah, but because, is that
0: because something because that needs to change in terms of like. If you dive, is it a red card because we're trying to stamp it out of the game? Is it a red card, but also, should there be re- retrospective action to say he has dived there? We're going to add a yellow card to his tally. Because if you've dived five times and don't get a yellow card any of the times, if you dive five times and you get retrospective action, you are going to get a ban then. Mhm. So is that something that needs to change? Do you so,
1: think? I'm not that well versed on how it works in rugby. But I'm just gonna explain it to you if rugby if the process of rugby existed in football. So there's a a bloke called a sighting commissioner who watches the game. He gets all the replays available to him, he watches he's a referee who watches independently. Mm -hmm. So he's seen Jamie Vardy dived. After the game he'll put Jamie Vardy's name down on a list, you've got to come for a hearing. Jamie Vardy will go for a hearing and the sighting commissioner will present the evidence and go, You are banned for four weeks. Like, but uh-huh. do you plead guilty or innocent to this foul play? And if he pleads guilty and he's got a good record, like they'll normally like slash it in half. He'll get a two-week ban. Like, so you always—if you do something wrong, regardless of if you do something illegal, the ref sees it. If you get sent off, you can still get brought in front of the sighting commissioner uh-huh. to like determine how long your ban is. High tackles like a six-week ban normally yeah. if like tackle to the head. Um, so I think I think it would work. I hate that the the view is like oh well the ref's not given anything so he can't be banned retrospectively
0: I think it's shit I think it's shit he needs to if that needs to change that is a massive rule change
1: for me what Vardy is very good at he is very good at winning penalties but yeah, that I was a fucking on, shocking dive
0: I think he's won 10 penalties
1: he's very good at um, getting between the ball and the man yes definitely but that was a shocking one oh, it was
0: terrible uh, <coughs> James Ward-Prowse. I was saying that he needed to be in this Spurs side, uh, in this uh, Southampton side, um, for them to have any success. He's banged the penalty in. Uh, I think he's playing really well, like linking up the midfield. Uh, and I, personally, I, I just think he's a, an all-around great player. What do you think? He's. Uh, how do you I think, think it
1: might done? have caught my sneeze on the thing. Look at that spike. Bloody hell, Josh. Sorry. Uh, how do you think he's playing, Ward-Prowse? Yeah, he's. Well, you noticed that they they played well with him in the team, and then Hughes. Sorry, I'm going to sneeze again. And then Hughes <laughs> never played him. Oh, my nose is going mental. Um, he, he like barely played under Mark Hughes. Yeah. Did he fall, Who was the manager before Hughes at Southampton? Uh, Puel. Uh,
0: Puel. Yeah.
1: And he played. He played a lot under Puel, and they were good. Um, I think he's a good player. I think he's got. Uh the potential to play for England, yeah, I just think he makes them tick. He's sort of a bit like a Jorginho type player, yeah but, um, uh with a bigger passing range yeah uh, i he doesn't just tap it backwards sideways
0: um one last thing uh well two things actually uh one one word answer to this question um do you think Alex McCarthy should get a chance for England and goal
1: um yeah, a, like full I think 90 minutes um yeah, I do. I cool. think because uh, obviously Angus Gunn was in goal for the 0-0 draw with Chelsea but McCarthy completely justified his recall. It only took a completely scruffy finish to get past him like it didn't even hit Ndidi's foot did yeah.
0: it? And uh, quick answer to this one as well why can't Puel motivate the Leicester players for the smaller games? There was more booze at the end.
1: I think it's just the style of football he plays with the with the set of players he's got. They're better at hurting teams that make the play. Like they're better when they have less of the ball. But yeah. I think when they're expected to make the running of the game they struggle a little bit. Yeah. Um it's ridiculous that he's under pressure. He's being asked mind, if he's worried about his job. They're eighth. I know. Like realistically mind. in the mini table of where they're realistically gonna come, they're second. I was
0: listening to um to s- 606 um, like the football phone in on BBC uh, on Saturday and they said a Leicester fan rang oh I'm not happy with Puel uh, he's not doing a very good job and uh, Robbie Savage asked him uh, or oh, like with this current squad where do you think you should finish and he was like oh uh, like tenth to 12th and Robbie Savage was like well you're 8th like stop complaining mm-hmm. like if you think your team's only good enough for 10 to 12 and you're 8 then obviously Puel's performing above expectations I think
1: football fans have forgotten that it's okay to lose from time to time yeah, yeah I agree like Ollie Oli said it to me last night again when we were walking to get a lift to go and play football he was like winning the league was the worst thing that could have happened for the fan base because yeah. now they just expect bigger things like the top 6 are like locked off the only way another team gets into that top six is if one of them has a bad season yeah because the amount of money that they like i bet man united generate more money in one day than like leicester do in six months from like merch and various things
0: yeah um all right then onto a top six side this was the late kickoff on saturday uh (laughs) chelsea versus newcastle uh it was 2-1 to chelsea Newcastle have lost all ten games that they've gone behind in this season. Uh, gone behind first in this season. Um, no striker for Chelsea. Sorry, said Morata's not injured. He just wasn't on the bench. Uh, and today, there's a story come out that Atletico <coughs> Madrid are in for him. Uh, he's in talks with Atletico. Um, what do you think about the way that Chelsea set up and also the way that Chelsea
1: played? Um, Sarri balls not working. But they don't have the players to make it work. Uh-huh. They've resorted to David Luiz' long balls.
0: Yeah. I feel like, um, and I'm going to get a bit of stick for this, um, I feel like if Hazard doesn't do something world-class, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. I, I, he's got 10 goals and 10 assists this season, so he's obviously doing something right. But I feel like if he's not doing something amazing, he's not in the game, I don't think he necessarily had a very good game on Saturday, he got an assist... I don't think Chelsea had a good game on Saturday they were one very of the, um,
1: to win. yeah one of the people on Football Writers Podcast said he thinks Chelsea are awful yeah, but like has, has a like little moments of they've got enough quality to drag them through but well, he's like how do they actually play football like Sarri Ball is playing it quickly through the middle but like they don't have the players to do that like Kovacic is supposedly playing as this like link player like between the midfield and the forwards but that's not his job like that's not what he does
0: well it says a lot when Kante is your furthest forward player which he was at times on on Saturday Um, great ball by Luis for Pedro's goal and a brilliant finish Um, poor defending by Clark Um,
1: yeah a bit of of defensive indiscipline for both goals
0: well I think I think Clark Richie's palmed palmed his man off and he said this is like he's there and you can see him pointing Clark looks at him and then s- suddenly Pedro's in and,
1: and he he like, also spends about three seconds going looking at yeah. the ball shit it's going over me
0: oh no but it's a brilliant, brilliant header to get us back in the game one all. yeah I yeah he's, we, he's redeemed himself the there. The, the, the the situation as the way that we were playing at that time just before half time I thought I think we were the better team. Yeah, yeah I, I think you
1: had enough chances to win the game. Definitely,
0: yeah. Rondon had a good header, and the last the Willian goal. Okay, I was screaming at Yedlin.
1: So's Lejeune. You can see him. Yeah. he's pointing because he does. He doesn't have a left foot, Willian. At no, all. he doesn't.
0: He doesn't. He's saying play him down the line and Yedlin's just stood there like like have you not watched any videos of Williams? So it's your job like you should know like I'm a fan and I know that Willian is going to cut in on his right and try and curl it into the top corner like I know that LaSalle's is a millimetre away from heading that mm-hmm. wide by the way but I was screaming at the telly and I was just so frustrated uh, at Yedlin's performance throughout the whole game like Over recent weeks, he's declined so much. Defensively, I I think it coincides with his playing five at the back. I feel like he he gets forward and he he goes forward really well. He can't cross, but he he gets forward really well. He's pacey. But for me, like Rafa said, oh, you're playing wing-back, but he just doesn't get back. The the goal on Saturday, for me, his fault. The goal last week, um, uh, where... Uh, against Man United, when the ball—I think—Rashford's goal, the second goal, he's just where? Where is Yedlin? Like Rashford, I, I admit there was problem, other problems in that in that goal. But Yedlin should be back. He should—he's one of the quickest players on the pitch. He should be flying back. And it's so frustrating to watch as a fan because we like we watch a lot of football. Um, both of us and like we knew that Willian was going to cut in on his right Yedlin is a professional footballer he's working on this game all week and he doesn't he doesn't know to show him onto his left foot Mm -hmm. also why is he he's about as far away from like as we are now which is like a few feet like go and close him down go and close him down then he can't shift the ball onto his right foot and fire it in Um, and
1: for me it's just super frustrating um, I think he's got the talent though which is probably even more annoying like, he's just got all the attributes to be good just
0: d- defensively he's just shit he's just shit, mm-hmm. just shit. Um, Perez penalty uh,
1: yes I think it was actually
0: uh, I don't think it was a penalty right but Salah got one yeah exactly the same so it should be a penalty yeah again more shit refereeing costing teams at the bottom of the league not just us it's happened throughout the league this season more shit penalties or shit decisions to top teams letting the bottom teams down it's it's really frustrating Uh, I just want a quick comment on um, I just want to make a quick comment on what Real Ferdinand said on Saturday uh, and then what Richard Keyes said on Sunday I don't know if you've seen any of this Uh, Real Ferdinand said that um, his first comment was why would you spend £60 million when or like so why would you spend money when you're going to try and sell the club anyway would you spend money on your house when you're going to sell it and Jay Humphrey was like well I might spend a few thousand pounds to like, do it up. he's like well you're not going to spend 60 million are you and it's like yeah but Jay Humphrey's house isn't worth 300 million pounds yeah it's um, proportionate yeah it? it's proportionate so like you would and you're saying I would probably like paint the walls yeah. or like I'd probably like maybe get a new kitchen or a new bathroom and you would spend the money to then make it better, so you can actually sell it. it Mike Ashley's asking for way too much money for the club. It's not worth three hundred million. Mm-hmm. The, the playing staff is worth sixty million. The training grounds worth peanuts. the The, the only va- like two real sellable assets are the are the the ground, St James's Park, which is in dire need of restoration anyway, and the manager. That's the only thing that are actually worth anything. One of those is going at the end of the season and the other one's in a shit tip. So he hasn't had any money spent on it in the Ashley era since 2007. The other thing was that he said, um, that Ferdinand said, uh, well, he's... I don't know if you know but he's got a sports line through mm-hmm. Sports, uh, sports Direct. Direct so he has business, deal- business dealings with Ashley the other comment that Ferdinand made was why would you spend uh, like £30 million on a player and then £30 million on another player when they could get injured It's like, well, Isn't that
1: the risk you take
0: yeah that's the, ris- that's the risk every single club in the whole world takes when they sign a player if he gets injured what if Ronaldo had gone to Real Madrid for £100 million and then got injured
1: well I get a job I might die tomorrow yeah exactly
0: Exactly, so stupid. So stupid. Anyway, Richard Keys then came out in support of Rio Ferdinand on Sunday, and said that if Rafa loved Newcastle so much, why doesn't he spend his own money on players?
1: Because he he's not that wealthy. <laughs>
0: I just think it's so stupid. It's like people are saying, "Oh, Richard, do you work for B in Sports. Do you um do you pay the guests that come on out of your salary or?" like if a camera breaks do you buy a new camera yeah it's like no because that's not how it works like there's a big difference between a manager and an owner like especially in football a huge difference so it's just like i feel like this weekend i i I fucking hate talking about it because it's like for me it's super frustrating in that like i feel like every time we're on telly someone says something shit that and it's just so factually incorrect It's like or oh, he's wiped all the debts well actually no we've got £140 million debt now now that Ashley's been in um, or oh, he spent £50 million to get us up yeah but we actually made £80 million in that transfer window like I get that there's operating losses in that time but TV deal um, uh, like player sales uh, season ticket sales like match day sales like there's all of these things that add up and it's the same for every club. Like, Cardiff are going out and paying £18 million pound for a striker, and they were a team that don't get big gate receipts like us. They've, this is their first season in the Premier League, so they haven't had like two years of TV revenue money. Um, we've spent nothing so far this transfer window. We made uh, £20 million pound profit in the last transfer window, and we still haven't spent it. Mm-hmm. And all Rafa wants is like he wants to sign Miguel Almirón from uh, Atlanta United. He's uh, they're asking for twenty million, and he's asking for hundred k a week wages in the Premier League for a twenty-two year old. Pittance. It's nothing. It's so it's so frustrating at the moment being a Newcastle fan because all of these things, it's like it, they they stem from one place. And it, it always goes back to the owner, and until we're in a position where we're nev- we're not talking about the owner anymore, and like we're not asking to spend hundreds of millions to compete with the big teams, we're asking to spend like the going rates. Like when Rafa's talking about not being able to compete with Bournemouth, you know it, that there's something wrong.
1: He's still living in a world where the Fredo costs ten p. Yeah,
0: he, he is. He is. That's because he lives in a world where his shops sell like shitty Lonsdale like sportswear that you're wearing.
1: Um I didn't get these from Sports Direct <laughs> actually, but I did buy some shoes from there. But
0: like he's selling like shitty shitty branded like shit sportswear for like a pittance and and people are going to buy it. Um and it's like he's not living in the real world anymore. And we know that on uh, the sec- on the on the 1st of February, 2nd of February, whenever the transfer window shuts. He's going to go and buy HMV. I just know, I just know it. You can see it. And it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Anyway, less of my ranting about Mike Ashley. Uh, let's move on. Everton versus Bournemouth. Uh, it was two nil to uh, Everton. This is
1: just like a classic mid-table match, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Marco Silva's first Premier League game was two years ago against Bournemouth, and he's unbeaten in four Premier League against them. Uh, four Premier League games against them.
1: Uh, they had a lot of early chances, Bournemouth, that they, they missed. Did.
0: Should they have had a penalty? Uh.
1: And did we watch the same match of the day? Or have I just like, well, this not is paid match attention? Of, this should be match of the day too. And I didn't watch match of the day too. No, I, I didn't watch match game. of the day too either. No, I have to say that I've not seen this.
0: Well, that's the first one. We're an hour and six minutes in and that's the first time I've seen it. Yeah. Yes, it was a penalty. Um, and it was a very fiery first half. Uh, and I thought that Bournemouth were, should have had, should have gone in 1-0 up really.
1: Um, Ollie said this to me yesterday. He was like, oh, I think David Brooks should be getting an England call up but he's Welsh isn't he Yeah, <laughs> he's like you can add that to the list of players that sound English I was like yeah. mm, well like, he could no, be it Welsh. doesn't
0: count doesn't count Yeah, um, I did think of another player this week but I can't remember who it was oh uh, Jason Roberts
1: oh he's yeah he's
0: Jamaican or something um, Goodison Park I just want to talk about Goodison Park's atmosphere I think we've spoken about this in the past about it being a bit of a library um Marco Silva uh, got criticised this week by Mascheri, um, whilst um, Silva was sat next to him. Uh, like, do you think that there's a correlation between Silva and the quiet fans and like the the way that I know they've won this game, but generally they they're sat eleventh, I think, or they were twelfth before before kickoff.
1: Do you think they just expected him to turn up and they'd automatically be seventh? Because like he does play good attacking football, but defensively is a bit. Clearer.
0: Well, I've, I've said before I don't rate Silva as a manager. Um, for me, it's like I, I was talking to an Everton fan on Saturday, and he was saying that um, he was saying that the fans are starting to turn, and uh, he made a good point that after last season, after sitting with Allardyce last season, anything's going to look good this season. Um, I think personally That um, That he should be doing better With the resources he has available to him mm-hmm. And that at the moment um, At the moment He's underperforming Because you look we, I think we mentioned it last week Like The squad he has His it, it's, it's first 11 is the 7th best team in the league Uh huh and so he shouldn't. They shouldn't be struggling as much as they are. And Luckman looked really good on Saturday, and the new signings Dinier and Zuma and all them guys. Like they're looking. They looked really good on Saturday. But why aren't they performing every week?
1: And like well, they're not, they're not being the, set up very well when they play better teams. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and that's down to the manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the. I mean whenever I've been at Goodison part of the atmosphere has been shit uh-huh. <laughs> personally like I'll probably get Everton fans telling me why it's not but like even for I've been told that even for like the derbies and stuff like they don't sell out I, I, I'm gonna I'll be interested to see if, when, if and when they move to the new stadium how, actually how many fans they're getting in there because if they're upgrading to I mean they've got 35,000 now at Goodison and they'll be going up to 40 just over 40 I think in the new stadium like do you think there's any way that they're going to fill that out?
1: No, they don't have like people aren't that bothered about it. Like we've been before, haven't we? In the yeah. current stadium, there's like great big poles that you can't see past. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: They're just for me. Like they're just a bit of a non-team at the moment, Everton. Mm-hmm. They're just tick They're just ticking along. And like this for me, Everton versus Bournemouth is a bit of a like non-game. But I suppose if Newcastle are playing Crystal Palace that is a non-game to pretty much everyone like apart from well it's a bit of a non-game to me to be honest at the at the moment but like Everton versus Bournemouth is just like meh isn't it Um, no offence to either team really like especially Bournemouth I really like Bournemouth Um but Everton at the moment just just, just lacking a lot mm-hmm. Um, no Callum Wilson for Bournemouth on Saturday they play Josh King up top Um how do you think they played generally did they deserve I think to they, lose 2-0 or? yeah
1: I think they, they missed his sort of clinical edge because he's the yeah. one that scores more than King does um, but they, they had enough chances they hit the. I think Stanislaus hit the post mm-hmm. um, and then they sh- they switched off for Everton's opener Aki just like got completely beaten by the flight of the ball and like Kurt Zuma's the biggest player on the Everton team like don't leave him unmarked in yeah, the box it was a good header and then the second goal was just last minute of the game to just outnumber they were pushing, them, yeah. Great finish. It's a game that they'll look back on and think, Do you know what, we could have got something out of that, but
0: yeah. Um, all right. The probably the big game of the weekend was uh, Spurs versus Manchester United. It finished one nil to Manchester United at Wembley. Uh, Man United have won more Premier League points against the big six teams in one game under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer than they did under f- in five games under Jose Mourinho. So they won three points mm-hmm. on Saturday, obviously, and they only won two. <coughs> under Jose Mourinho this season uh, two points that is uh, great game for the neutrals I thought uh, I want to talk about David De Gea first mm-hmm. uh, Spurs bombarded him at the end of the game we were sat watching it in the pub um, is he well firstly how important to Man United is
1: he crucial their best player uh,
0: and secondly is he the best player of uh, the best goalkeeper in the world yes now when we talked about this on Saturday I was like oh yeah I think he is the best goalkeeper in the world but when I think when you look at his statistics then obviously he's only had four clean sheets in 22 games a season something like that
1: but that's not entirely his no
0: I know like the the, but if you're playing behind fucking Smalling and Jones you are going to concede goals Mm -hmm. and Uh, he has like the highest or one of the highest like save ratios save to shot ratios in the Premier League this season or like since since his first appearance or something he is an amazing goalkeeper Uh, and he makes saves that people shouldn't make he made so many saves with his legs on people I don't buy
1: into people saying like oh they were hit straight at him no the reason that he's been able to like make it look like they're straight at him is because he's in the right position
0: position. yeah positioning is is huge Um, do you think United, Man United deserved the win.
1: Uh, I think first half they set up really well. Uh uh-huh. Uh, and I think Spurs were actually helped by Sissoko having to go off, cause they had to change the shape. Yeah, which meant that they, they then had wingers and full backs because United sort of went matched them yeah. for the diamond in the first half but played Rashford and Martial as like wide forwards. Um, but then in the second half, it was that they changed the system, went to more four-two-three-one, and that's how they were able to dominate the game. Yeah. Um. So I think Solskjaer has taken some credit for the first half performance, and then you know you need he's he's earned a bit of luck.
0: Yeah. A I, lot I, of luck.
1: I couldn't be happier for him. I think that game proved why Rashford needs to play up front. It's the first time he scored in three consecutive Premier League games, in his career. Well, there we go. Um, Pogba should have been sent off.
0: Yes, hundred percent.
1: Horrendous it's challenge. Really bad
0: tackle. Really bad tackle. Um, I haven't seen it back actually since the first time we oh. saw it. But it's, it's n- from what I remember, it was not a nice challenge at all. Um, for Spurs, how big it's of a above miss? The
1: shin pad. Like, Is it above the sock? Like hit Ooh. him
0: on the knee. Uh, for Spurs, how big of a miss will Son be now he's going to the Asia Cup? Just a little stat here: uh, Harry Kane and. Uh, Hyungmin Son have combined have a combined eighty six goals in sixty three Premier League games that they've started together, so that's an average of one point three seven per game. However, Kane has uh, Kane has scored thirteen of his last four uh, the 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 Kane has scored in thirteen of his last fourteen Premier League starts alongside Son, but only has one in his last seven without him. How important is Son to this Spurs team?
1: Uh, crucial. They're gonna miss him. Yeah, and Kane's potentially injured as well. Oh, really? He limped off. Oh, really? Yeah, so um, they might be struggling mm. up front because yeah. that's something that, like, so uh, again, this Football Writers Podcast really insightful. So the way that they balance Kane's contract is that he's on a relatively low weekly wage compared mm-hmm. to like how much he's worth. But like, he gets massive appearance fees, which is why he plays so often. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, so that's how they keep him happy. But he has basically been overworked. Yeah. And they've just never invested in someone to cover for him. Well, what that I that think
0: proved s- when they brought Lorente on. So I thought Lorente played really well and he had a good chance at the end to, to actually get a point. Uh huh. Um, but they need someone better than Lorente. Lorente is a, a great
1: well. pro, top pro, yeah. give you everything. Uh, happy to sit on the bench. Yeah, he he gave them another option. Like he's he's coming to the end of his career. What Son allows Kane to do? Just going back to this, Son allows Kane to drop in because that's what Kane likes to do. Kane's not quick enough to like play on the shoulder and run the channels. Yeah, and that's what Son does. Yeah, um,
0: Son for me is the best player in the league right now.
1: Yeah, and uh, I kind of regret
0: not putting him in my
1: team of the season. Someone was saying that Van Dijk shoe in for player of the year but I think Son no, will be right. Son's out there. Up
0: there. Son's up there. Um I thought it was a really good game, generally. Yeah. Um, and I'll be interested to see if uh to see how Spurs cope without Son over the Defeat next few weeks.
1: Blessing in disguise for Spurs fans. If Solskjaer gets the job at United then they're not gonna
0: go for Pochettino. I don't think five games are gonna make Solskjaer get the job
1: No of course But you know He's got
0: until the end of the season Um, And we know how quickly Things change in football So we'll just have to see Won't we Um, Anything else on that game? Uh, No Alright On to last night Uh, Man City played Wolves 3-0 to Man City Routine (coughs) win Wolves have lost Seven of their last Nine top flight matches Played on a Monday Including all four games In the Premier League Uh, City are just unreal and I want to start with Leroy Sane uh, and his assist for the first goal uh, just a few again a few stats for you 20 games 7 goals 9 assists this season since the start of last season Leroy Sane has provided 23 Premier League assists 5 more than any other player in that in that period
1: he's a good player sorry I was just taking a selfie no, that's okay
0: of course you were um, he's just quality he's just absolute quality do
1: you think if Joachim Lowe could Rewind to when he picked his World Cup squad, he would pick him. I've said this before. I'll say it again. The reason that he wasn't picked was
0: because they don't play a system which suits him. He was playing in number. He was playing in the number ten, and he just doesn't. That's not his position. He's a winger. He's a he's a winger. So can you
1: imagine like a front three of like Werner, Werner, Zane, and then I don't know who play on the right, like Draxler or Müller. Wow, it's pretty good.
0: Pretty good. Um personally I think that um I wouldn't like he should have gone to the World Cup but he wouldn't have been starting anyway, so it's yeah. like for me it was like I, I don't think that the argument figures really. Um however, he, he's he's just been so good for Man City. It's and and he had a slow start to this season but he's really picked it up and he's really like hitting the heights and he's only twenty three or something, twenty two actually he's 23 he was born he's like 6 months older than me he's like over a year older than you 6 uh, months younger older than you sorry than, do you mean younger, younger yeah. yeah younger um, Trey. January 96 he was born absolutely that is
1: depressing it's sad isn't it um he's bowling. probably earned more oh, but, in, he's probably earned more than I'm ever going to earn in my life yeah probably sad sad
0: sad sad state of affairs um Bolly challenge on Bernardo
1: Silva-Recard? Not the challenge, the follow-through. Follow-through. Which is unfortunate. Graeme Souness, right, made a comment that actually made sense and was sensible. No way. I was Go so so impressed. He said, football is a game that should be played with your studs facing the ground. Yes. Obviously, when you're running, your studs can't face the ground. But like when you're making a tackle, your studs should be facing the ground. Yeah. And I thought, brilliant statement yeah I couldn't believe he said it yeah, I was like in a state of shock <laughs> the, um
0: yeah, I thought it was hundred percent a red card. I thought thought it was a he went the 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 problem wasn't the tackle itself, it was the way the the speed at which he flew in
1: yeah, and he's off the ground out of control, yeah. and like that still shot on his bernardo Silva's yeah. ankle that's could could a bit It's very
0: similar to the company. And Van Dyke tackle, mm-hmm. and so if I was going off those, I would say it's not a re- it's not a red card. But then if you put it in it, as the tackle by itself, it is a red card. Yeah. Um. How good is Gabriel Jesus? I know we've criticised him in the past. Seven
1: in his last three games in all competitions. Yeah. I, it, one of those games was Burton, though. Does that not count? You can only <laughs> beat what's in front yeah, of you. yeah that, that is true. Um yeah I just think he's not he needs game time to develop at the rate that everyone thinks he should be yeah um, but he's he's boss he's going to be great yeah. when Aguero either retires or leaves they've yeah, got ready made replacement
0: uh, I'd love to see him play with Dybala I'd love to see him play with Dybala um, nice to see Kevin De Bruyne back as well as, uh, getting back to full getting back to full apparently has been a bit of
1: like negativity he didn't like getting taken off against Burton but yeah. like he's been out for so long and he's I think he played like 62 games in in this calendar year yeah or like it might have been 52 like that's a lot yeah Um.
0: it's important that he they don't rush him and they like if he gets the same injury again he's not going to be the same player when he comes yeah, back yeah exactly and he's so he is he's so important to Man City in the way that they play like they I mean, look how good they were without him. But when he's come back, they've just been—they're just unstoppable.
1: There's a reason they won
0: the league last season. That
1: cross that caused the own goal as well. Yeah, just he just whips it.
0: No one play. No one can cross a ball like Kevin De Bruyne. Like in the way that he crosses it, it's it's mad. Um, But a routine win. I thought Wolves were were generally quite poor. They didn't really create anything. Rui Patricio had a decent game, but other than that, they were fairly. It was a fairly routine win for City.
1: The red card ended the game as a contest, yeah,
0: and I think as well um that <coughs> city went into that game and it was really like un it was difficult for them because mm-hmm. they knew they had to win, and they just took it in their stride, yeah, and they they just did they just did it um and I think that shows how good they are as a team and mm-hmm. how professional they are um. <laughs> alright we're going to drop to the championship now and we're going to talk about Bristol City versus Bol- versus Bolton it was 2-1 to Bristol City uh, Casey Palmer's debut goal uh, on loan from Chelsea won it Bolton scored first and it was the one deserved goal I think I've ever seen in my life Like I, I watched the highlights reel and it was like uh, Bristol hit the post Bristol hit the bar goalkeeper saves it another Bristol City shot another Bristol City shot and then suddenly it went up the other end and Bolton bull- and scored. And I was like, where has that come from?
1: I mean, great Sammy Amiobi though. was definitely shooting. That yeah. was not a cross. It was a great finish. Great though. finish. Great Will finish. Buckley playing the Premier League with Sunderland. Um, and then we've conceded two goals. Keeper beaten at the near post by yeah, one that dribbled I, the, in. He's, yeah, he's yeah, just got his angles all wrong there. Don't know how that's gone in. Uh, and then a goalmouth scramble. Yeah, and I just
0: more th- poor defending. I thought I'm
1: not going to be going in the WP office this week.
0: No, no, our uh, boss at WP is a Bristol City fan. Um, yes, no, I uh, thought Bolton were very lucky not to lose by Do like you know six what? or seven. I don't
1: have to go on BBC Sport to see where they've come in, where they are in the league because you can just go on FIFA and it tells you because obviously they're my yeah, team yeah. on FIFA. Just tell me where are they like twenty second? But there's a little gap between twenty second and twenty first. Damn. and apparently we've got two winding up petitions coming
0: great yes I I read that actually I read that actually
1: so but Um, do you know what it's going to take a club like Bolton who are one of the original 12 clubs in English league football yeah it's going to take a club like that to go out of business to people to realise that the general model of football is fucked
0: I don't think surely they can't go out of business Surely they can't go off business.
1: So you know our previous owner loaned us five million, and then we don't have to pay it back because he died three days later. I mean, so defi- someone robbed him. Yeah, and, uh, definitely well, a bit you, suspicious. You play.
0: You're on Sky
1: on Monday. On Monday uh,
0: against West Brom, that's surely a surefire loss. But we'll. Uh,
1: uh we beat them last time we played them. You know. Yeah.
0: Do you think you can get a result, or no. do you think no? Okay. <laughs> um right let's run through the Premier League fixtures this weekend I want to know uh, the, the who you think is going to win so mm-hmm. Wolves versus Leicester Leicester um, I'm going to go for Wolves uh, Bournemouth versus West Ham draw draw Liverpool Crystal Palace uh, Liverpool Palace Where, uh, Man United Brighton United draw Newcastle Cardiff draw Newcastle I'm not going against my team uh Southampton Everton? Draw. Draw. Watford, Burnley? Draw. Watford. Pains me. Uh Arsenal Chelsea? Chelsea. Arsenal. They're at home. Huddersfield, Man City. City. Huddersfield no I'm joking. Man City. Um Fulham
1: Spurs. With no son and no cane.
0: Oh you could play me up front and I'd score against Fulham yeah okay Spurs Spurs Um, (coughs) alright then so this I only put this out yesterday but we've had some great suggestions this was a question from about like podcast 7 or something Mm -hmm. Um, this is uh, our what our like favourite goal celebration or like the best goal celebration ever we've had some great suggestions Um, Patrick said um, the uh, when Robbie Fowler scored the penalty and then he went and snorted the line which uh, snorted the like uh, the touch line, which was fucking brilliant. Um, Pedersen's peacock celebration. Henrik Pedersen. Um, Jimmy Bullard's Phil Brown on the pitch. Team talk. As um, brilliant. Um, it's some great suggestions go on Josh what so I've made your... a little list uh,
1: go I've got the Robbie Keane forward roll and then pistols yeah. which is just a bit of a classic uh, the Cantona just sort of standing looking around yeah, yeah. check me out uh, the robot from Crouch of course, the oh, robot
0: from Crouch is a uh,
1: classic. A favourite of mine is uh, when England beat Germany five one. Heskey did his little golf putt thing. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. was quite good. But he's also got the DJ M. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, Stuart Pearce Euro '96 penalty where he just turns the crowd and it's just like yeah, pure yeah. like oh! pure emotion. Uh, the Suarez dive that was incredible. Yeah. Where he ran like over to the managers and dived. And then I've got like a top three. Go on. I've got a Paul Gascoigne dentist's chair Great, great, great celebration, celebration. Iconic, Iconic. I've put this one in second just because it made me laugh But when Adi Bayor ran the length yes, of the pitch that to slide gonna, that was going to get an honourable mention And then, so
0: the one I've... It's a little technical hitch there
1: And then, so the one that I've gone for Was because I'd never seen anything like this Go on But I think he was playing for Newcastle at the time And it's a bloke called Lamana Tressa Luar Luar oh, OK Doing the five backflips Yeah didn't he injure himself later yes. in his career doing it? He, like, yes. horrendously broke his leg. Like, but then, his So he used to do five backflips in a row. But then I discovered that a Nigerian centre-forward who you may remember called Julius Agahawa uh-huh. used to do seven. Oh. Well, so I'm going I'm to go for just sheer well, impressiveness. Yeah. Luar <laughs> Luar.
0: Well, I've just gone for... Well, I... I love the Adebayor celebration running to the Arsenal fans and uh, sliding in front Ah, oh, it's just so good um, I've gone for two uh, the first one I've gone for most iconic goal celebration which is the just the hand up in the air Yeah, Alan Shearer simple top goal scorer in the Premier League so we saw it like 400 times Unbelievable. Newcastle Falcons
1: played a rugby match at St James' Park recently and the wing who scored went and did that oh, celebration. He? Yeah. But Legend. he's like Fijian as well. Yeah. So you love it.
0: it. Uh, but because you're a Bolton fan and I'm a Newcastle fan, I decided <coughs> that I was gonna pick a goal which uh, a goal celebration which was for me the best goal celebration, the most random aggressive goal celebration ever and that's Tamuri
1: Ketspire against Bolton Then he just like obliterate the advertising um, he scored, advertising it. He scored
0: uh, it was like a deflection of the keeper and he just he slotted it in and he ran to the advertising hoardings he took his shirt off threw it into the crowd and then just pure started kicking the advertising hoardings for no reason he was just so angry <laughs> but it was just it's so brilliant to watch I just I, I remember watching that for the first time like when I was really young and I was like, "What is he doing?" And then it's obviously it's cropped up in my life since then. I've been like, "This is just a brilliant celebration." One's just, so just popped
1: into my head, and it was Giggs shirt off because, like, you think of footballers oh, yeah. like chiselled bodies, that, and he's just like he's got a hairy chest. Yeah. and he's like doesn't even whiter. Yeah, whiter than white. like, that
0: was the way he ran through against yeah, like Arsenal, wasn't Arsenal. it? And then yeah, some great celebrations. I love, uh, I love uh, some of the random celebrations that people have done in the past. So good. Um, have you got a question? Or do you want to uh, Wait until next week To to ask a question
1: um, What can I think of At the top of my head uh, Yeah I've got a question Go on then The most unjustified Manager being sacked That was awfully worded Which football manager Was sacked most unjustifiably In the Premier League
0: Okay I'll think of a good way To to word that For, for Instagram this yeah. week Yeah
1: but I've got a, you know, like Nigel Adkins when Southampton fired him and brought in Porch, I mean, justified, but like at the time, everyone was a bit like,
0: yeah, what are you doing? What are yeah. you doing? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I like that. Um, all right, then. So JB's tiny tip, it didn't come in last week.
1: But um, I mean, I mean, there was enough chances for it to come in.
0: Yes, definitely. definitely.
1: Fucking Gea. Hey, let me down there.
0: Um so what are you going to go for?
1: So we're going to do for a little accumulate Oh no, what are the odds on Palace to beat Liverpool because I sort of like that. Uh, 11 to 1. 11 to 1. Should we go for it? Let's do it. Um that's easy.
0: 11 to 1 bet placed. That was the quickest JB science we've ever done. Um also we're we're going to the FA Cup game tonight. Uh Newcastle against Blackburn. I just want a quick prediction from you he would par Newcastle Newcastle Newcastle... to win a penalty
1: shootout do you think yeah does it go straight to pens or is there extra time it goes straight to pens
0: I think yeah ooh Oh, fucking hope it doesn't go to pens Uh, well a couple of the players didn't play for the under 23s last night so I would expect to see a fairly youthful side today Uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go for a tight game but I'm going to go for a Blackburn win
1: do you sort of want Newcastle to get knocked out
0: uh, yeah but at the same time I don't think it's really going to make that much of a difference we've got two fit central midfielders at the moment we need to do business in January like to stay up regardless of whether we stay in the cup or not one game's not going to make that much of a difference we'll play Watford in the next round we're going to play a young side and we're going to get knocked out so mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter Um alright then cool anything else? no Um. Thank you very much for listening. Um, please subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Instagram at JaffPod and all that. Get involved with our questions as well this week. Uh, and we'll see you all next week.
1: Will do. Bye.